Last time on Base Funk. I'm looking for a relic of Ogma. You might have heard of him. He's the god of knowledge. Does uh, my guest bother you, Stellarosa? I wouldn't question the great Lord Danto's uh, position on things. After all, I endorsed you. It comes with a little bit of leeway, wouldn't you say? So you pick up that puzzle sphere. It might take a little bit of time to open it up. I have a date with Raven Stern that I fully intend to keep for as long as he can stay alive. I don't know, something like a like a silver mirror or a crystal ball or something like that. I don't know. How attached are you to your fingernails? I don't have any, do I? If like the armor is secretly not armor and something else entirely, then maybe I got swindled and I would like to know that. So can you dig up that dirt for me? Yeah, you got it, chief. And a full-grown adult great white shark flops out of the air and lands on her, body slamming her to the floor. Oh my god! Like <laughs> she just gets crushed by a shark. Yeah, I want to open. I want to open all three safes very quickly because I want to do this and get the hell out before fear runs out. The angel. So I gave him a spell to erase his memory. I guess I sympathized with him because I know what it's like to serve. As he does. He still remembered his husband. What did he erase? Uh, she like summons her blade, and I want her to touch the tip of it to Lady Nim's forehead, and I want her use detect thoughts and see what she can see from that. And the sword visibly drains something out of Nim. <gasps> Energy tendrils come up out of her body, and her soul and magic and the ghost are basically eat your sword eats her. I don't know what's happening, it won't go away! Um, I read a poll um, over the course of the week in the Discord, and it was a very important poll. Mm-hmm. And it was asking uh, about Dora and whether Dora was grounded, double grounded, triple grounded, high as fuck, or yes. Yes. And, uh, and, and the majority answers were yes. So kudos to the fans for keeping on point when it comes to their knowledge of all Dora-related activities. I appreciate that. That's pretty close. I mean, I mean, triple grounded is pretty high, and it is an exponential value. So each stack like shoots way higher than the last one. Isn't being imprisoned just like super grounding? In a way, Dora being grounded is consistent with the themes that we're exploring this season. Mm-hmm. If you think about it. Also, I feel like I shouldn't even be the most grounded one right now. Tbh. <laughs> we're gonna see how everyone feels about what went down last episode in just a moment but i want to set the scene because where we last left our adventure zoe had inadvertently devoured the soul and magic of lady nim and her animal totem which was a, an unnamed devil 
and she did not mean to, but it happened. And I'm sure after that, there was a lot of yelling and screaming and, oh my God, what did you do? And just a whole messy scene. But rather than try to reenact uh, several hours of adults re-explaining to each other what's going on, uh, we're going to skip a little bit ahead past the I don't want to talk about it phase to maybe the uh, how you holding up phase after this. So I'm going to say it's like a couple days, maybe long enough that you guys got Ishmael Blood Mountain to create an outdoor pool to keep Reginald the shark in. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to like SeaWorld, but one of those kind of pools is like mostly underground. Like he dug it up and then he put a foundation in there and then Dora filled it up with create water. And he like, meanwhile, you guys had him in like an uncomfortably small basin of some sort you found for him. It was like a whole ordeal. Like a hot tub. <laughs> Great water only creates pure water, not salt water. And I don't think the Reginald's a freshwater shark. So my question is, where are we getting all of this salt unless it's from the lilies themselves after what just happened? From the kitchen, yo. Who's the saltiest person in Ilium? Because there's enough salt to go around. We have to get that salt from somewhere else. Reginald's going to have a very bad time. <laughs> well, you guys happen to know a, a witch chef who I'm sure has plenty of salt. Especially in exchange for belly pets. Yeah. Oh, Reginald does not like. <laughs> not a fan. Why, why, why would you suspect that the shark would like belly pets? <laughs> Maybe he's chill. You don't know his deal. <laughs> All right. So we're going to open there. It's been, a, it's been a couple days. So people have had time to process, but not necessarily talk about their feelings about what happened. And so like the opening image of this, like as we fade in, is Ishmael trying to carry Reginald from his temporary tank to his enormous permanent tank. And he's like, oh, man. Oh, so bitey. Ah, oh, ow. Oh, bite. Ow. And he like tosses him the last couple of feet in. And he's like, I really hope you guys uh, have band-aids. Here, Ishmael, let me take care of that. And Roland just sort of puts his arm, puts his hand on Ishmael's arm and uses lay on hands to heal up enough to take care of the wounds. How many hit points are you going to say that is? Uh, Ten. Okay. So, yeah. I'm I'm surprised that Roland didn't like jump at the option to to carry the shark himself to be like oh oh me me I want to carry the dangerous thing that will bite me. Yeah, he was on uh that savior grandma adrenaline. She's pinned under the car last time. I don't know if he's gonna be able to do it in the middle of the day now. He could always roll. I feel like this is like his new version of like, you know, when like someone in in middle age decides they want to take up skydiving because like, you know, they just need to feel that rush. That That's what I was picturing for Roland now is he just needs to like heroically carry bitey things. Yeah, because Roland has such a boring life. He's been nearly killed <laughs> twice in three episodes because <laughs> he's, he's got to find something. Nothing's got quite the rush of being bitten by a big bitey thing. Are you suggesting that Ilium is Roland's uh, midlife crisis? <laughs> uh, well, he's an elf, so it's like his quarter-life crisis, maybe. Oh, I know that feeling. Pretty much. <laughs> all right, so you guys are all around Reginald's new tank, all the avant-garde's, and Ishmael. Claire is not currently here, but you guys know she said she'd be by later. She's going to do some stuff, and then she's going to pop over. So, so how are you guys holding up? <laughs> I, I went and squirreled away everything I got last time and just sort of hid it away. And I'm just like, do, 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 this all sucks that you got, oh, uh, you all got seen. Where, where was that? Oh, I did I'm, I'm just like enjoying the fact that like 
distractions worked <laughs> and I'm not eager to to focus on like where I was. It's just oh no, it's a shame that I wasn't there, but I, I did my part. Mm. Speaking of your successful robbery, in addition to the spell component that you were after, you got a number of other things, most of them just useless baubles and trinkets that aren't worth talking about. But there are a couple of things, and I sent you a message if you want to explain to the audience what those things were. So I got a couple of Azriel's items back. I've got Azriel's alarm clock, which casts gaseous form at will. That's the thing that turned him into smoke, yep. Yeah, the smoke thing. And his magic detector, which apparently casts detect magic at will. On top of that, I have two things that... While potentially useful, I, I'm not making use of right now because they're going to make it pretty obvious that I was part of a specific robbery. I got a Diviner's Tiara, which gives me plus one, uh, it gives me one extra level one spell slot, and an Enchanter's Bangle, which allows me to prepare one additional cantrip. Both of these are useful, neither of them I'm going to use right now. <laughs> These items I have squirreled away. Um, what I am likely to do, and this is just like a long-term thought, is I'm probably going to leave them with someone else, put someone else on the firing line for my uh, for my robbery, just <laughs> in order to try and get some some leverage for myself. It's like, oh, I saw some things that I believe were stolen from you. I can tell you who stole them and who's got them, but oh, you gotta make it worth my while. Dastardly. Yeah, that's 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 my thinking with the robbery items right now. So they're just kind of stowed away as best I can. All right, what are the rest of you doing at this uh, christening of <laughs> Reginald's pool? Dora's just throwing crabs into it. <laughs> I, I don't think that's what sharks eat. They're delicious. Shut up. Uh, is there a knowledge check I could roll to determine what sharks eat? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know they eat meat. Hold on, Austin's Googling, do sharks eat crabs? You didn't know this is a zoology podcast. <laughs> There's now. They adjust their eating habits to whatever is available. Bam! <laughs> it, it's fine. If we run out of meat-based food sources, then we'll just like feed them bits of Roland, because he's, he's okay with being eaten. There aren't that many bits left. He's getting carved up slowly but surely. Um, but no, there's the create food spell, and someone can just literally just tr infinitely drop steaks in there. He's fine. He's a happy boy. Well, create food makes tasteless food that doesn't ha that is nourishing but not satisfying. <laughs> you guys want to just talk about Reginald's meal plan? <laughs> I assume that's what the podcast was going to be. For, for the record, this pool is in the backyard of the Avantgarde's headquarters, so you guys can go in if, at any time. Did you want us to describe what sort of happened in the space in between then and now? It's up to you. So Zoe uh, has not been too much around since uh, the encounter with Lady Nim. She's been in the avant-garde headquarters, but uh, very much like locked away in her room. Uh, and you haven't seen too much of her. And if you do, you generally see she doesn't look like she's been getting much sleep. She's, uh, she's carrying a lot of guilt over the fact that... Uh, Things went down the way they did, and she hasn't quite reconciled with all of it. But uh, she does, like, show around when she needs to. Like, she's here. She just doesn't seem to be, like, you know, she's off in the back. She's kind of away from everybody. Dora wants to talk to Zoe, but has no tact and does not 
notice or care if she's not in the mood for talking because that's who Dora is. So I'm just going to like slide endless crabs under Zoe's door. Under her door. I mean, you guys you guys are in the backyard now if you just want to walk up and talk to her. That's what. No, I still want to have slid crabs under her door so that I, like, every day she comes home from like hiding and then there's just like a million crabs in her, in her room. Oh, man. Dora's just the best friend. I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> she gets you signed up for this sweet cult, and then she uh, she puts live crabs in your room. <laughs> or dead crabs. I don't know which one's worse. Roland's going to eventually just sort of move over towards Zoe and then just ask her and just, are you feeling any better? You know, it's weird. I can't figure out if the shark was always here and my wild magic just brought it right on top of Lady Nim. Or if my magic somehow passed through the barrier to bring a shark from outside? Or if the magic created a fake shark that never existed before and dropped it on her? Arcana check to know the answer to that question. (laughs) And that's why she's wondering, because she is uh, not going to know the answer to this. 18 from Roland's part. Yeah, so 18, you know magic is uh, comes from something called the weave. It's just like the natural forces that exist in the universe, and you basically are manipulating them when you cast magic. So what happened was essentially around Zoe at the time, there were molecules in the air, and she knitted them together to form a shark, basically. <laughs> so it, this shark didn't pre-exist. Right. It was made mm-hmm. at the point when it came into being. I want to just note that Zoe rolled a a zero on her arcana check, so she has no idea. She's like, what's a shark? You thought, like, the shark had actually been following Nim around Nim's entire life invisibly, and you just made it visible (laughs) and dropped it on her. (laughs) We just didn't realize the shark has always been there in our hearts. I'm now just thinking of logistical points of, like, did you create sentience? Are you a god, or was this, like, a ghost of a shark that was floating around in Ilium and was like, oh, body, that that's all right. Roland is going to basically say to Zoe, it's more likely that it was created from within the barrier from smaller components. Oh. I thought for a moment that meant maybe my magic would have a way to get through the barrier. Don't be sad, Zoe. Look at how glorious his tummy is. Uh, I, I do not suggest touching his, his tummy there, Zoe. I said, look, not, not touch, just look at it. <laughs> She's just going to like give like the most unenthusiastic finger guns that she can. <laughs> All right. So at this point, I think Claire is going to show up to this part. <laughs> I was going to say party. It's more like a, it's more like awake for all of your innocence. I think this is the first time Zoe has taken a life. It's the first time she's taken life, but also uh, the way in which it happened where at the start it was something that she didn't want to happen. She didn't want to kill Lady Nim per se, but the way it kind of happened was a necessity. And there was at least uh, some element of not peace per se, but a, a somewhat of a serenity in Lady Nim's final moments. And then by trying to read her thoughts in that last moment, uh, she instead invited like more horrific pain onto Lady Nim in a rather savage display. Uh, so Zoe feels uh, definitely rather uh, guilty on that and also just kind of like unclean. You know, she she's just feels uh, really creeped out by it all. And uh, she's, I think, finally kind of recognizing the ramifications of selling part of yourself to a dark god. Yeah, you've been waiting for that shoe to drop. There's been a lot of talk about the inevitable consequences of that deal. And it's finally happening. Yeah. So Claire walks up into the Urias's backyard. She sees uh, Ishmael with his hands. He's like looking at them like, 
Oh man, I need to find better friends. <laughs> and sees all of you guys kind of looking dour. Um, and she waves you over to her for a sidebar. Me as in just Zoe or the entire avant-garde? Yeah, just Zoe. Yeah, Zoe will uh, somber over. <laughs> okay, so, uh, sister sidebar. Uh, Claire says to you, all right, so I've been all over this town just trying to figure out the fallout of what happened while I was unconscious. I have good news and weird news. I'm going to give you the good news first because I know you and you're going to pick weird news and I don't want to get into it yet. I'm putting it off. Um, sorry, you can't pull anything past me. I know what you think. <laughs> uh, good news. Uh, it looks like everyone who witnessed it is saying that was self-defense because you broke a bunch of stuff and you mouthed off like a lot. That doesn't give her an excuse to try to crush your bones into paste. So when she did that, you were within your rights to defend yourself. So you're not you're not taking a trip to Mirrorville, is what I'm saying. Oh, that's good, I guess. Then that that's why I said it was the good news. The weirder news is that the Lilies is a devil organization, and devils have hierarchies and status and rules. It's complicated. Long story short, you killed their leader. So you're the leader now? What? You're the leader of you're the leader of the lilies. Say what now? I why? Unless you don't want to be, I'll I'll take it, I guess. So he's like almost gonna like take a moment, like step back. Huh, that's a lot to process at once. Was this like a unanimous thing or or, or am I going to get killed by somebody who's not happy with this this change? Well, that's what I've been doing. Instead of being over here for you guys' delightful crab massacre, she says, looking over your shoulder at what Dora is doing. <laughs> Dora's going to try and give her thumbs up. <laughs> she says, uh, Claire says, well, I was just over at Tarsus talking to everybody. And, you know, Carrie's a lover, not a fighter. So she's not really going to contest you. And I guess as long as you don't interfere with Penny's, like, grift... There isn't really an issue there. I mean, she was basically operating independently anyway. Nim was apparently spending all of her time trying to figure out how to take the barrier down. She wasn't even like running the crime stuff. So there really isn't anybody to fight for it. And you did take out the top dog. So, geez, I, I mean, is it something where I'm already the leader or I have to accept it or something? I don't have to sell myself to another dark god, do I? <laughs> no, it's just the. The way that the devils work, their like culture, is that you accumulate power and then you you eventually try to overthrow the person on top of you when you have enough power and then you become what they were and they drop down to your level. It's like a whole, listen, I don't know why. That's just the way they do things up there, down there. That's the way they do things down there. So, I mean, no one can make you if you don't want to. I'll take it. I don't, I guess I just need to think about what that all means. It's, it's kind of a lot to that. I guess I should take it. At the very least, it would give us access to Lady Nim's resources. Maybe she had some information about the barrier. Okay, so I guess there was more news. So it was good news, weird news, and I guess there was bad news. Surprise. Um... Plot twist. When you killed Nim, you dissipated all of the spells she was maintaining, which means, A, I can't do the cool gravity thing anymore because I was channeling that through her. Sorry. And B, the entrance to her office disappeared. So whatever she had gathered over 50 years of research is gone. 
would it still exist though? Yeah, nobody in character knows this, but probably that space just simply ceased to be. Zoe doesn't know that, so she's following the logic of Lady Nim got transported by there by something Dora cast, so she's just trying to think if the same process would work, even if the door was gone now. Yeah, I'm 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 quietly out of character picturing like is this like a room in the Sims that just doesn't have a door anymore? <laughs> like if you could if you could get into the room, the room's still there. You just don't have a door and your sim walks around in circles. It's, it's more like being the Sims of being in a pool without a ladder. <laughs> That's what it's more like. Oh and Frankenstein comes up and he ruins all of your stuff. Oh man, I hate the Sims. <laughs> Anyway, where were we? <laughs> this is a good show. Uh, so Claire just says, I mean, if you need time to think about it, I can't force you to make a decision or anything, but... Are they expecting a decision, or should I just, like, show up and go into Lady Nim's office and everyone's gonna be like, hey, boss? Here's the thing. It's more about creating the perception that there isn't a power vacuum, because... Part of the reason Light and Nim left each other alone was that going to war was going to get a lot of people killed. And also, apparently, they shared some kind of history. I wasn't conscious for that, but I've been hearing whispers about her final words. And apparently, the Barakael L thing is there's more to that than I knew. Um, but then, obviously, the, the last part is that with Nim gone, who knows who else wants to be the new crime lord? And that's how people get killed. Zoe, if you want want to be the new crime lord, I will from a distance. Stop overhearing my conversation. Yeah, Zoe, that sounds dope. I can't not listen in on a conversation about being a crime lord. It sounds dope. <laughs> I love crime. <laughs> I I want to be everyone in town. So I'll totally be Lady Nim now. <laughs> yeah, I I think um I guess I'll figure out what I'm gonna do soon. And then I'll I'll get with you on it. Well, what are you planning to do now? Well, I was hoping that you, this would be too much for you and you would turn it down. And then I get to be the leader of the Lilies. But I guess I'll just go fuck off. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I guess I'll just, you know, wait, I guess. I don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. Um. I guess we both kind of have to figure out what to do from here. Grab the power! <laughs> Do it! So after this settles down a little bit, uh, you guys aren't actively wanted for your murder or anything, and Zoe has things to think about. So let's skip ahead a little bit again to 10 days after the last time Speak With Dead was cast on Warder Taywold. Because mm. that's a clock that's been counting down in the background for a while. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, you guys, you know, process your guilt and grief and you get used to Reginald and things are rebuilt. <laughs> There's a lot of alcohol that needs to be magically summoned <laughs> to refill the bar. But at the end of this kind of down period, uh, there is something that at least two characters are interested in doing. I don't know if the rest of you want to go. Before that, there's going to be a preamble to this. So amble me. Roland is going to ask for uh, Veltari to, to just to have a chat with him in his room naturally over a rousing game of dragon chess because <gasps> let's, let's keep with stereotypes here. I'm excited. This is the first time I've, I've been able to be a part of the dragon chess. If Veltari accepts, which seems to be the case. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roland, 
I've been waiting for, for, for my chance to get involved in this because it always seems like fun stuff happens when you do games of Dragon Chess. Sure, here we go. That's Roland's first kill. Oh, wow, a tie. Oh. Nice, nice lead off there. So we draw in the first match. Yeah, I'm, I'm not all just like rock music and manticles. I can <laughs> just about keep up with a, with a game of chess. Well, I assumed you to be resourceful, given, you know, <laughs> what you've told me about your circumstances. If, if you learn to get through life by being very strategic with the resources you have, y you can apply that to board games pretty well. I wanted to just say one thing to you. After I asked you to help me communicate with Warder, mm -hmm. and after what you revealed about what you've done, I just want to say one specific thing to you, Veltari. Veltari's very unsure of where this is going. I think she's sort of a there's a little bit of her that's a tiny bit of her that's hopeful that maybe this isn't terrible, but a lot of her head is just shouting, "There's something bad coming. There's something bad coming. Let's let's brace for whatever I'm gonna have to do." I think she's just like kind of ready for a flight or fight response. Roland just sort of looks Veltari kind of straight on, and just says, "I forgive you for." what you've done in the past with respect to the Knightly Order, Veltari. I'm... Sorry, I'm a little, um... I'm a little... Skeptical? I'm not quite used to this. Um, skeptical's a good word. Uh, this, this isn't a thing that happens with me a lot. Okay, okay, I have a... I, I think I have one big question for you. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Like, maybe I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be, you know, questioning a good thing, but why? In part to, if there was any concern in your mind about me holding your past actions against the order I was part of against you, I wanted to put those worries at ease and emphasize that I understand and I trust you when you said that you were doing what you needed to do to survive. A just king would not view subjects of a rival kingdom in, the, in a poor light after a conflict has ended merely because of where they're from or what they've done in the past. In a war, the actions you take are sometimes things that are necessary for the people you're fighting for. I feel like this is a good time for another dragon chess roll mid-conversation. Ooh, 15. You might have a good chance. <gasps> 18. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still a little, um, this, this is all very new to me. Um, having someone forgive me is not a thing that happens. Um, you're, you have some vague awareness of Donto, and you can probably guess he's not the sort of person who, had I done something against his group, even if I'd had to do it to, you know, to survive. He would probably have you ousted and killed immediately. Forgiveness wouldn't be top of his radar. Like, that's, that's probably goes without saying. Um, I honestly expected when this barrier came down, you were just gonna... I don't know why I thought this, because you're not really the go and murder someone type, but I had the mental picture of just barriers down, time for Roland to try and stab me or something. So, good to know that's not coming. I couldn't even bring myself to finish off Lady Nim after conflict we had she was effectively helpless she she couldn't do anything and she refused any attempt for 
healing to even sustain ourselves. So. I know I've said this before. I'm not proud of the stuff. I'm not proud of the stuff I've done. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the fact I've survived. And I'm not gonna, like, you know, apologize for doing that. But the fact that you at least seem to understand why I did what I did, or at least empathize with doing so, and that you're not holding it against me, is unexpected to say the least. And I think I'm gonna need to think on this. My my mind's just a bit of a jumble right now. Um, well, perhaps, perhaps a token of goodwill would affirm my words a bit more clearly for you. Mm. Should we do a dragon chest roll before or after the next thing I do, you think? I think we do it before. 25. I'm not going to beat that. Eight. <laughs> Let, let's put my, 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 like, draw win into loss goes down to I'm just a bit flummoxed and overwhelmed right now. Roland will stand up and walk over to the armor, shield, and sword set that's been, like, pristinely set up in the room and then he reaches and draws the sword out from the set there uh after which he turns walks back over to Valtari and then turns to offer the sword to her handle first and says when I retrieved these items from Penny I was dead set on the notion that I needed these things in order to be strong enough to rise up and fight against those that commit evil and those that send suffering far and wide. However, I've come to realize that that assumption was mistaken. And so, to show you that my forgiveness of your actions in the past are in good faith, I wish for you to accept this. This is something that the closest thing I had to parents gave to me when I left my home for the last time. And I would like it if you would hold on to this and use it as a reminder every time you draw it of my forgiveness of you, of what you've done in the past. I, I honestly think right now, um, I think Valtari's response to this is that she's just going to cry slightly. Just not not like the kind of crying where there's any kind of sobbing or anything going on, just just a couple of tears rolling down the face, and just as as, as someone who has never known their parents, as someone who's never known forgiveness, I said when I came here I was sticking with the avant-garde because sticking with you was the most beneficial choice I could make. I feel like there's something more to why I'm here now. And I don't know what that is, and I don't know what on earth's coming through my head right now, but... <sighs> Thank you. Uh, does Valtari take the sword? Uh, yep, I think she, I think she ta takes her hand on the sword and just holds it quite close, quite close to her chest, I think. Just sort of hold, holds it with both hands sort of toward the chest. Out of character, a uh, few things about the sword. Number one, it is ingrained with various... Uh, symbology of the triad on it and you can tell by how balanced it is that is at very least a masterwork caliber longsword effectively i think the mechanical benefit is that it provides a plus two bonus to attack rolls but no bonus to damage rolls and it's not a magical weapon but it is a pristinely crafted weapon i will make a note of 
And then Roland, and then Roland moves to have a seat across from Veltari and says, I'm not going to ask you to follow me after the barrier goes down, and I set off to do what I have to do. However, for the time being, there can't be further rifts between us in this building. I fear that if, especially at this juncture, it will hurt us more than aid us to operate separately, and we need to stay as unified as we can. If this is going to work, I need to be... I need to be open with you about my long-term plans. I'm not sure you're going to like them, but I feel like I need to at least put on the table where I'm going with things. I have the materials to cast planar binding. I think that Warden Light knows a lot more than he's telling us about this barrier, and I plan to use Warden Light to get us out of here. I agree that the Warden knows more than he's telling us because Lady Nim said so. He has been the subject of some sort of magic that is repressing some of his memory. I'm not sure what memories it is, and I believe that the truth will set everyone in this town free. If you wish to cast that spell, uh, out of curiosity, can I, does Roland know about planar binding as a spell, Austin? Oh yeah, if, if you don't know about it, I will fully explain the spell to, to Roland. I will give him all the information on it. How long is that casting time again? <laughs> it's gonna take an hour to cast. This, this is the kind of thing I could really do with a group of people who've got my back on, uh, and hence letting you know what's going on. It's probably not wise for me to just stroll up and start casting. I know a few spells that can potentially help in this context as well. This, this brings me to what I am, I was more concerned about, which is planar binding has a time limit on it. If that runs out, I'm not going to be able to recast it. Assuming that even works in the first place, the command you have over someone is powerful with that spell. If we're unable to get to a solution within 24 hours, we may never get to a solution anyway. I would consider this a last trigger to pull. Look, we're dancing around this. If we are coming up to the end of 24 hours, we're going to need to do something to stop him seeking retribution, and I need to know that you're okay with that. That if it comes to it, we will take Warden Light out the picture as that 24 hours comes to an end. I cannot guarantee I will go along fully with it, but I I'm not going to get in your way at this time. If if you've got an alternative plan you think works, then I'm all open to it, but... Well, I, I appreciate you coming forward with this, Valtari. My, my long-term goals, I want... I want Warden Light to tell us what he knows, I want to take down this barrier, and I'm coming with you to go... <laughs> to go find Donto. I think that you, as well as many others, who suffer unfair judgment for merely existing... What you fundamentally want is just the freedom to be without restraints. You're offering me more freedom and more support than I than Tonto ever would have, than pretty much anyone would have. I think we gotta do this. Alright, well, in that case, there's two other pieces of business I want to resolve here. One, I think it'd be nice to speak with Warder once more, but I also think it would be nice to pay Wolf a visit. I was gonna suggest the same. I, uh... I don't know, I can't remember. I don't think I've told you guys much about this. Um, 
Wolf legitimately super lovely and just kind of wants to have friends, and I think that, like, that's a beneficial thing for everyone. Well, he did tell me as such way back when. Did did I tell you that I made him a superhero? Uh, come again? <laughs> we could do we could do like a smash cut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like. So you say, can you explain that to me? And then we cut to all the avant guards walking up to Wolf, fully informed. How about that? Uh, I'm I'm gonna say we don't all show up at once. I think that I I think I get the rest of the avant guard to wait back while I head over to Wolf for a second first. Mm-hmm. Just just to give him a little heads up of what I'm doing. Okay. Hey, Wolf. <laughs> Oh, my good good friend. Hey. Hey, how 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 are you doing, friend? I'm doing okay. I'm super excited about justice. I heard there's a murderer on the loose. Gonna gonna punch her right in the face. Okay, Wolf, there's a murderer on the loose. Do you know who they murdered? Uh the bad lady. Yeah. Do you know who else murdered bad people? Uh you? Yeah. Remember? Som- sometimes you've gotta do what you've gotta do to get rid of bad people. So you're saying I should do bad and murder the murderer. Got it. No, no. I'm saying I want to introduce you to another person who understands that sometimes you've got to get rid of bad people. Wait, hold on. So if good people murder bad people and bad people murder good people, then everybody's murdering. How do you know that this murderer is a good murderer? Justice is so complicated. Justice is complicated. It's there's there's you know you, you learn these things over time as a superhero. I I you'll 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 you know you'll get your sense of like what's you know what's the right thing. I I believe in you. I believe in your moral compass. <laughs> I love how we accidentally backed in to a dissection of retributive justice. This show is yeah. so goofy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that I can just I can I can convince him with just the you know you you know that I was doing the right thing, right? And you're gonna do the right thing. Yeah, you'll get there, you'll get there, it's all good. Persuasion with advantage for Wolf to see things your way. Twenty-three on the first roll? Twenty-one on the second. He's so on board. He's your first mate on board this. <laughs> <laughs> so so I want to introduce you to some people that I think you can be good friends with. You're gonna be shocked, I think. Mm-hmm. But I've I've had some very... I've taken some friends to Wallop City, and they've changed their ways, and they're not gonna be nasty to you, and they are here to play some games. <laughs> are you ready to meet some new friends who I promise are gonna be good friends? Oh man, I really hope these are they're nice and I don't have any pre-existing issues with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, put your pre-existing condi- conditions aside. <laughs> no, he has insurance for that. Yeah. Just trust me for like 30 seconds, okay? C- can we can we can we give this a shot? All right, so you introduce the avant-garde again to Wolf. I I introduce the popo. And he's not thrilled, but he trusts you, and you were persuasive, so he agrees with your point of view that everything they did is because they are heroes from a different point of view. So he's like, oh, oh it's, it's like a, a league of justice, if you will. We are building a league of justice within a giant <laughs> bubble-shaped 
fortress. Well, it's it's more of a column, but where we have a little bit of solitude. (laughs) (laughs) This is another moment where Roland just looks at the camera. (laughs) So here's here's the deal, Wolf. These guys not going to give you any more hassle. Plus, you know what they're here to do? Gonna play tag with more than two people. <laughs> All right. So everyone roll athletics to win tag. Oh no. Theodore has tiny legs. Baby legs, McGee. Nine for me. Crit. Twenty-five, <laughs> but I'll concede to Wolf. So. Oh, I got a zero. Zero. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> I get a zero. All right. So not only does Wolf win, he has he's taking huge loping strides like a gorilla with his arms because they're so long, and he's just throwing himself forward. Zoe got a zero. He just grabs her out of the air with one hand and he's carrying her because he's going so fast <laughs> that he couldn't be bothered to like just tag her. He just he just snatched her up because it was, it was just easier and he was in mid stride. So then he goes and tags everybody else. Only Roland is able to really give him a run for money because it's 25-25, but right. Wolf did crit. Also, even if they did tie otherwise, Roland would concede to Wolf in this case. <laughs> All right, second place ain't bad. All right, so good. Everyone's uh, on friendly terms with Wolf, even if it took a while to get there. <laughs> I I may have taken the more convoluted route there, but we did it. It's all good. And to be fair, there's a couple of other like potential like disasters that were kind of hanging out there. It's like, oh wait, we kind of closed those holes as well. Oh yeah, Wolf was definitely going to come after Zoe and kill her. Yeah, if you guys wouldn't have done this, good job. <laughs> Before we like we we wrap up friend time with Wolf, I do want to see if he if we can get one more thing done with him. I just want to be like Wolf. I I have a I have a question, and I I I, I trust I trust our our new friends who we've just had a lot of fun with. How have have you have you tried have you tried on your superhero costume yet? Oh yeah, I I'm. Mr. Hero Man, and I stand yeah. on hills, and I let the wind move my cape. Can, can I can I see? Because I've been picturing Mr. Mr. Hero, and I'm 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 excited. I want to I want to see the town's new hero. All right. <laughs> so he puts on the polymorph mask, and it basically gives him the tuxedo mask outfit that Garrick was wearing, but like troll size. Is is it is it nicely tailored to his troll size? Yeah, it took him a couple of days to to get it right because he he doesn't have no fashion sense. Remember, he's yeah. wearing a really cool scarf in all these scenes, but it took him a while to like figure out all the angles and curves that this outfit <laughs> had. Um, but he doesn't use it to give himself any bodily polymorphing. He likes his his frame, so he yeah. just does it on the clothing part. And so he's like a very fancy, high society tuxedo troll. Does Does anyone have any any thoughts on our high society troll friend? <laughs> Sweet duds, bro. Thanks, fish friend. Did you like those crab cakes I gave you the other day? <laughs> Very tasty. I'll bring more. Pew, 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 finger guns. Well, if I want to apologize for my behavior in the past, I'm sorry that it caused a, a bit of a rift between us for a while. I understand. You can't help it. You're a pig. That's just how y'all are. <laughs> Fuck the police. Yeah, coming straight from the underground. You got it, Wolf. God damn it. <laughs> I was going to do that. That being said, you you do want to fight uh, on the side of justice now, it seems. Hell yeah, I'm all about that justice. 
Remember, Wolf thinks justice means killing people you don't like. <laughs> if necessary, I may ask for you to help me out in order to help ensure that justice is seen through. Um, but I wanted to ask a bit of a favor for you. There's a friend of mine that passed away a while ago, and he was never able to be given a proper burial, it seems. And I was curious if you would be willing to help a new friend bury an old one so that they can get the rest they deserve. Yeah, that sounds like a job for the super shovel. You're darn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Wolf is going to dig a grave for Warder Taywold. Mm-hmm. All right, so are you guys going to head over to the rocks? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so first of all, uh, they're going to get Warder out of their freezer for you guys to talk to. But while they do that, I do want to say that uh, Claudia is going to take Dora aside. Um, I think we'll have that conversation after the thing, because we've teased this like half an hour ago. And so we probably <laughs> should do this scene where you guys talk to Warder. Yeah. But while that's happening, this other conversation is going to be happening too. So I just want that in your mind. Yes. All right, so they take Warder's body and they put it, you know, in a, like a chair respectfully to talk to you. Or he's frozen, so I don't even know how that would work. Can, can we say that we got him out the freezer like this morning, like just so he had time to defrost before this? Oh my God. Yeah, so rigor mortis. Anyway, listen, <laughs> it's the most respectful way possible is the way he's treated. And now you guys can interrogate him. I, I, I like the incense and speak with dead begins we have 10 minutes all right was it five questions by up to five questions yes they know what they knew in life including languages answers might well suck <laughs> answers don't need to be honest and the corpse can't learn anything new that should that shouldn't matter so much with the way i'm going to phrase my questions so so first question warder wakes up his eyes open he looks at you what do you say um, the first question I want to ask is, where do you last remember Mara being? So we don't need to send every question through Babblefish, so I'm just going to talk. Yeah, I, I, I think I think unlike the first time, this time I'm just going to verbatim pass on those messages. Because the first time I had a mm -hmm. significantly more reason to watch out what questions I asked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Warder answers, Mara is at Ninsen Chapel in Agarthen. She's watching over the, the refugees who are fleeing Danto's reign. No one else in the scales of justice is with her. So that's question two. That's question two. Everybody else from the Order is in Galen's unit, Danto's personal guards. They're a secret police. They're all together. They've, they've all been turned. They're vampires now. They can't refuse him. They're, they're a lost cause. I'm sorry. Do you know... The full name of the court magician. I never m kept up much <laughs> with celebrities. I just know that she's some kind of kid who's crazy powerful for her age. They call her the Rose. I never met her. I just, everyone says that she's being used like a puppet. All right. The people trust her and she told them to follow Danto. And so they did, which we know from the flashback cold open of last episode is not actually accurate i just want to be clear that just t warder does not have the full picture actually stella rosa went to Dante of her own volition and she's kind of using him right but he thinks it's the other way around because he never was in that conversation sure i mean that, that would make sense i mean that's part of the whole point of he only knows what he knew when he was alive 
Yeah. It's just Austin is eternally <laughs> terrified of being misunderstood, so he feels the need to clarify things. <laughs> yes, that's a good move to make. Yeah. Are the headmasters at Ninsen still alive and well for now? Ooh. Okay, so for context, the headmasters are the people who basically raised Roland in the Ninsen Chapel in Agarthen. Mm-hmm. They stood up to Danto. They didn't want to fall under his thrall, so he sent some killer, and she slaughtered them. Oh, jeez. This is one of those places where, like, answers may not be as specific as would be helpful to you. Sure. <laughs> no, no, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> We'll just take a moment, and then it says, How would you like for me to put you to rest properly, Warder? Just bury me facing the direction of the rising sun, so I can look towards the bright future. I know you can do it, Roland. You can save Mara. I believe in you. Rest well, old friend. Perhaps next time we meet, it'll be in paradise. So while that conversation was happening, Claudia Rock took Theodora aside, and here's the conversation that was happening during that. Claudia says to Eudora, hey, so you know how, like, we were scientists on the outside? Yeah. Science. (laughs) Yeah, that is the word. Uh, So while you guys were off, like, murdering mafia bosses and stuff, uh, we were doing some science? Yeah. Which is a fancy way of saying that uh, we... We're capturing the zombies that are after you and, like, trying to figure out what their deal was. Oh, that's so sweet of you guys. So romantic. (laughs) Think nothing of it. We just don't want them stumbling into our picnics again. Yeah, that was kind of a boner killer last time. (laughs) (laughs) I think being a slime is a bigger boner killer than zombies invading, but that's just... Now, listen, they figured out some slime stuff. Believe you me. (laughs) They're all into it now. Um, She says, uh, so here's what we've been figuring out through our experiments. Uh, The water thing, the stalker, that's what you guys call it. uh, It's an undead spirit of the kid you killed. It was an accident. Okay. No, I mean, no judgment. I'm just trying to get it straight. So it's undead. The bodies aren't, which is why, like... I like once again this is a lot of research and backstory that we talked about off screen but like when you're when Roland cast turn undead and then it ripped itself in half it's because half of it was undead and half of it wasn't the bodies aren't zombies capital z quotation mark zombies they're brain dead people so they're not magically reanimated it's like have you heard about this like drug like, like a powder that you can give to people and then it basically turns off their thinking and then they can just like follow orders they're those kind of zombies well who's giving all these dudes the powder exactly all right we're on the same page high five nice so somebody or somebody's is sending these things in here to help the stalker get revenge on you is what's happening the fuck and whoever has the powder is who you need to stop to get this to stop and they're outside so we've also been i don't know if you realize this because they keep attacking you wherever you are but we've set up some like monitoring stuff they're all coming in through the same side or it's shifted a little bit remember the the people who were coming in before who like died of or looked like they died of natural causes but now we know we're just i guess kidnapped and drugged this is some bullshit 
that was one location and I guess they moved and now this new stream of these zombies is coming from a different location and they all have Roland symbols on their stuff. Uh-huh. So the, the direction those guys are coming from is like she points off in like a direction you actually don't know off the top of your head which one it is like northeast, southwest. She says that's the direction of the Hyacinth Highway. It goes to uh, what the heck that place called Agarthen. And then you guess you can take a boat and go to Akamoros. Do you know, does any of those words mean anything to you? Because I've overheard a lot of the, like, Roland shit, right? And the Danto shit. Yeah, so I'd be like, I'm going to explain that to her. Long story short, I was hoping that we could solve the zombie problem for you while you were gallivanting off. But unfortunately, it looks like you're going to have to get out of here to stop it. Ugh. Ugh, fine. This place was so dank and now I got to bolt out of it? This is the worst <laughs> day ever. So, I mean, we'll keep shooting them down. They're not like a super big threat. I think maybe whoever is doing it underestimated you. Idiot. <laughs> or maybe they're trying to annoy you to death. Or maybe this is their only thing. Maybe they're like they have access to powder, but they're not like strong. I don't I don't know. There's a bunch of different th reasons why they could be doing it this way. I don't know. I don't know what I did. I mean, you killed someone. I'm pretty sure that was on, like, another plane of existence, right? Yeah, that's my understanding, which raises questions about the lengths this person or people are willing to go to, frankly. Ugh, why is everyone always such a harsh marmello, Claudia? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, thank you. I might have to speak to Ganyi about this. And also, I should tell, I guess, the rest of the gang. They probably want to know. Also, have you met Reginald? <laughs> Your shark? Yeah, I saw. <laughs> Remember, I came over. We got like late the other night. Remember? Wink, wink. Yeah, I just wasn't sure how much attention you were paying to Reginald. Uh, probably not that much, right? Yeah. I was paying attention to other things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I guess you guys are gonna regroup after this conversation. Um, I guess at Warder's funeral, if you guys want to have any more conversations, but. Uh, Wolf is finished digging. Well, there's one thing that Roland wants to do before the funeral. Mm -hmm. He's going to get Warder set up on Trinity, ask for Zoe to come with him back to uh, the avant-garde headquarter. Okay. Zoe, I wish I knew better words to offer to put your mind at ease after everything that happened in Tarsus. It's okay. I don't know if I can get over it, but it's starting to settle if that makes sense. I can't do anything to change what happened now. Whatever happens, happens. You didn't know, and I don't think anyone, at least between the two of us, knew what was going to happen, so I don't blame you for how things ended out there. I appreciate how you tried everything you did to keep it from getting violent, Zoe. I don't want to kill anyone. I just want to, I just want to get out of this place and figure out how to set, you know, fix everything. And I agree, as that is something I think we both are, we want to double our efforts in accomplishing. Uh, at this point, I'm going to say they're back at the headquarters, and he's heading up to his room to bring down the armor and the shield. I doubt at this point that you'll want to try to fight as much with that blade that Ganadar has granted you. Am I correct? You know, I still don't really know. You have to remember that even though Ganadar has granted you power, you shouldn't feel compelled to follow what he says or 
that you have to use it in order to have control over things. Yeah, that's true. I think you should be ready to protect others further, as you have been. You've been going beyond even what I think most people would, would consider reasonable to protect Claire, and I admire you for it. It takes a lot of strength to do that, to avoid taking the easy way out. I, I haven't done anything that crazy, you know. It's just what I imagine sisters, well, like normal sister. Well, I guess we're not normal, but you get what I mean? Like what family would usually do for one another, like in the ones that aren't weird. Mm-hmm. Not that we're not not weird, but, you know. If you want, I would be more than happy to try to help and train you further in being able to protect those that you care about. And at this point, Roland turns to offer the shield from his armor set to Zoe. What's this? It's a shield that my caretakers from my home gave to me before I set out. Uh, it sort of acts as a reminder that I stay true to myself and true to my principles, even when things seem confusing and seem rough. I think you've been doing an admirable job of doing that for yourself. So I'd like for you to carry this to help remind yourself of the person you are, Zoe. Roland, I, 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 couldn't, I, I couldn't take your, your shield. This meant a lot to you. It does mean a lot to me. It would mean more to me if it was in the hands of someone else so that they can raise it and aid in protecting others, as opposed to simply holding on to it for myself. I don't really know what to say. Thanks for having that much faith in me. You've done more than enough to show you are worthy of having that faith, Zoe. The uh, shield in question is, again, non-magical, but it is a masterwork. Shield, so it uh, grants a plus three bonus to AC as opposed to plus two. Okay. You're going to have to spend some time training to get proficiency to actually use it. In your next downtime, you can do that if you want. At this point, Roland then uh, moves to set Warder's body in the room, and then Zoe sees Roland putting the plate armor that was up in Roland's room on Warder himself. And once that's done, he's going to set order up on Trinity to carry, and then, and then says Zoe, all right, it's time to put this old friend to rest. Roland? Yes? I'm sorry you lost your friend. Well, I wish I would have been able to protect him more and be there for him. As you said, what's happened's happened. All I can do is take what has happened and do the best I can going forward, right? Yep. Thank you, Zoe. So you guys head over to where Wolf has prepared a grave. Does anyone want to say anything? I assume Roland, but anybody else? I, uh, I didn't have anything. Not me. Dora, how are you actually responding to this? Because everyone else on the team has gotten a sentimental token <laughs> from Roland, except for you. And also you're on a mission from Penny to narc on him about what he's doing with the armor. So I don't know how you're feeling right now. What are you like doing and thinking? I'm keeping note of where all the items went. <laughs> Do you feel like bad that you got skipped over or are you just like, whatever, this is just rolling mumbo jumbo? Well, I just kind of assume he doesn't like me Aww. that much. So I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, also to be fully practical, what are you going to do with the items in question? Yeah, no, no, I agree. 
Still, you could get her a locket with like a picture of you on one side and a picture of her on the other or something. <laughs> uh, Roland is going to help uh, just make sure that uh, Water's body is set up in the hole, facing in the direction accordingly that uh, he requested. And he says, I would like to take this opportunity to once again affirm that I'm sorry if I had been crass or cross with any of you here in the past. Ever since I have been here, it has been a curious and trying time of how to make new acquaintances and work with individuals that I personally would have never conceived of working with back in my days within my order. And it was a weird experience having to having to learn to trust other people. I have a feeling that each of you would like greatly for this barrier that surrounds us and traps us here to come down and for us to be able to be able to achieve our own goals and be able to find our own happiness wherever it takes us. For now, however, I feel it's important for us to set aside things that have happened and find a way to keep things together here so that we can put an end to what is effectively tormenting this entire town, get to the truth, and hopefully, hopefully set everyone free. Roland, I think I have some information that may be pertinent to you. Can it wait till afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so that's the most Dora thing to interrupt a eulogy. <laughs> Holy shit. At this time, I'm burying one of the few persons that I knew as a friend prior to my arrival here. I suppose I'm happy to say that I'm glad that I'm at least able to do so in the presence of those I'm willing to call friends. Out of character, uh, except for Winnie, and that's not because Winnie isn't a friend, but that's because Winnie probably is still at the base because he's a sympathetic crier and he didn't want to. Once he gets, once somebody else goes, and then he starts going, and then it just it'll be all the whole day. Uh, out of character sketch is that the the end of Roland's eulogy? Yeah, effectively. I want to have Veltari just like add something small at the end that probably like isn't terribly significant but feels important to say and she's just gonna go three cheers to water any friend of roland's is a friend of mine i hope you rest well and then wolf says any friend of veltari's is a friend of me friends 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 it's it's not necessarily tonally accurate, but I think it's a very avant-garde way to we're showing our appreciation to Roland. We're like, look, we 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 care. Yeah, R- Wolf is genuinely excited because you're all his friends, and he's here, and you're sharing this with him, and he's gonna like throw the first you know dirt down there and get to work. But like, he appreciates being trusted to to help. I think Dora can interrupt at uh, any time at this point. Hey there, guy. Uh, e- e- How you doing? It's nice to have some closure for once, after quite a while. So what was this thing that you wanted to talk about, Dora? Dora? Well, my girl, Claudia, 
and Robin found some stuff out about the gooey dudes. I mean, not gooey, because Robin's gooey. That's good. The bodies that are coming after you. Yeah, and I think it's relevant to you, and it's a little concerning, and I'm going to, like, explain. Well, that would explain why Warder was even here in the first place. I would assume that perhaps the wherever, whoever is sending these things after you might be operating out of the same area, out of the same cemetery even. And it might be possible that many of the bodies being sent your way are recent victims of Danto's efforts. But I just thought you should know. I will say one thing that I would appreciate if you did this at some point, uh, Dora. Mm-hmm. I don't think Zoe was aware of what was going to happen when she used her gift from Ganadar and Lady Nim like that. Well, I didn't know it was going to happen either. Yes, but I think something to help reassure to her that you did not mean for it to happen would be would be nice. Oh yeah, I have like a whole like I have like a whole sorry I ruined your soul dinner plan. It's gonna be great. You might you might want to work on the wording of that. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I'm workshopping it. Also, we'll have to talk further about something that I can do for you, as I really didn't have anything from what I got from Penny that I could offer to you. No, no, that's fine. I didn't feel left out at all. <laughs> friends, 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 friends. <laughs> Definitely not left out. Definitely not left out. <laughs> Every time you guys are nice to each other, Wolf's going to be in the background cheering. <laughs> um, so after this funeral winds down, uh, there are four scenes I want to do, one with each of you, hmm? to close out this episode. Unless anybody else has anything else they want to do this episode? I apologize for making this very much a Roland-driven episode here. No, it's important. You're the moral center. Yeah, you you, you made all of our disparate stories nicely interconnect in some nice ways. You, you done good. So I'm going to, one at a time, uh, take you guys through how this day finishes up. Uh, first, Dora. Me. You. Um, what are you going to tell Penny? about the armor because it's clear to you that it's just armor and he's just giving it away to people who mean a lot to him. I'm literally just going to tell her that. It's the truth. <laughs> All right. So you're not going to try to string her along to make her think that you're a good source of info? Well, I'll be like, listen, I followed him around. I looked into the facts. <laughs> did some research. Did some did some quick sketches. I, 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 I took some notes and you like show a piece of paper and just has like like poorly drawn sketches of things with crayon. Just like, <laughs> see, these are extensive notes that prove what I'm saying is the truth. Literally, yes. <laughs> and then I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to tell her what, you know, that he just gave it away to his friends. And I'm like, but listen, there probably wasn't much you were going to find out from this anyway. And it doesn't seem like it took that long, but you, I live with the guy. But I just want you to know that if you ever need me to find something out in the future, I can. Especially because the whole reason I got this mirror from you is because I have this spell now where I can, like, spy on people and shit, so. Is it a mirror or a ball? Oh, which one did we do? I don't remember. I'm so tired. <laughs> you specifically called it a mirror ball last time because yeah. you couldn't remember which one you'd picked. It's both, <laughs> Yeah. Yep, the mirror ball. All right, so you tell Penny that you're still going to be her rat. Interesting. Cool. It's fun. Sneaking around is fun, yeah. 
Yeah, it's very sneaky, very spooky. Uh, so next scene is when you guys all get home um, after a long day. Winifred approaches Roland and says, uh, so we got uh, two new missions. Uh, one simple one and one that I have literally no idea how it's going to do. Uh, the simple one, and he just has a, a folder with like one paper in it. And he says, it's a mission from Penny to find out who robbed her. All right. There's a lot of stuff missing, and if this isn't like the sheath where it's like, just get the thing back. Uh, she wants the person who stole the stuff to go to Mirror Town. All right. What's the other mission? Uh, this is the w- weird one. Uh, Alice came by when you guys were gone, and she said she wanted to talk to you, Roland, specifically and only you, to give you the mission. It's a secret, I guess. That's fine enough. I can take care of that. That's Thank you, Winnie. Okay. Have fun. Um, do you want to do that now? Uh, sure. Uh, Roland, you go through the rigmarole, handing the skeleton the paper. Alice comes out, lets you in. You sit down. She makes you tea. We've been through this Mm -hmm. 10 times (laughs) this season. And she says, uh, thank you for coming, Roland. Uh, I hope it wasn't too much trouble. Not at all, Alice. Uh, hopefully it's the situation is not too dire. I don't know if dire is the word I would use. I'm not sure if you're aware, but I was planning something with Lady Nim before her untimely demise, and now I'm afraid plans have changed. I remember seeing you walk out of her office. Do you mind if I make a small assumption here? Feel free. I assume it has something to do with Warden Light. Yes, I was trying to get Nim to help me get my husband back. She was reluctant. Something about not wanting to get mixed up with light. There's something between them, or rather, there was. Yes, yes. So here's the situation, and I'm giving you a heads up specifically because you and your friends have been kind to me. You've looked out for me. You've checked in on me. You have broken into my house a bunch of times and smashed all my skeletons, but I understand. Life's complicated. <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've offered to help do repairs if necessary. It's... It's fine, but I wanted to give you a heads up because something is going to happen, and I wanted to give you a chance to make it something perhaps more palatable. I I speak in circles. Let me just lay it out. I don't have much time left in the world, Mm -hmm. and I had resigned myself to living without Max because I didn't know there was another option, Mm -hmm. but now that he came back to me even for a short amount of time. I want to spend what time I have left with him. I understand. And it doesn't matter to me what the consequences of that are. So here's what's going to happen. Either I am going to walk into that tower and get my husband back or die trying. Unless you and your friends accept a request from me to go in there and get him out for me. Your husband is trapped in that vampire's body, and that body is within a mirror, which is enchanted to trap him inside of there until he reaches reconciliation for the crimes he has committed. Nim informed me of this, and I'm aware. I'm not asking you to get him out. I'm asking you to bring me the mirror. Hmm. You may be trapped in there for an eternity, but at least it would be an eternity trapped in there with her husband, in some form. That's what I'm asking of you. 
in that case, this may be easier to achieve, but I will assure you that I will do what I can in the immediate to see what we can do about it. Thank you. It is my pleasure. Thank you again for the tea. I've got a plan brewing. <laughs> I think I know kind of where our plans can, can line up in some capacity here, but... Yeah, I think the next episode will start with literally that conversation, so you guys have like a week, a week to think about it. Yeah. But next, uh, Veltari, uh, Roland leaves to talk to Alice, and you are left with the dossier. Yep. <laughs> what do you want to do? So... Here's here's the thing. When this scene is playing out, I don't yet know that Alice is okay with the worst case scenario where she ends up in one of those mirrors. Um, long story short, uh, Alice had been pretty high on my let let's put it this way on my to frame list <laughs> because as lovely as she is, she currently possesses one of the only things in town that we know of. That was blessed by a god. So she she's, as far as we're aware, still in possession of her nice dragonbone staff. So sorry to cut you off, but one more thing in that scene, because this is important vis-a-vis dragonbone staff. Roland, as you finish your tea and you get up to leave, and you guys are exchanging pleasantries and you're you're going to the door, she says, Oh, don't think that my final act in this world would be to be stingy for those who have helped me. Of course. You will be paid for this job. If you can bring my husband's mirror back, I leave to you and yours, my estate, my belongings, and of course, this. And she holds out the staff aloft for you to see. Well, doesn't that line up nicely for me, huh? Considering that this scene is taking place before Veltari knows this, her thinking anyway was if if this gets pinned on Alice Hawthorne, that stuff becomes available anyway. So I think Veltari had been hoping that the consequences for the theft would not necessarily be this severe for whoever for whoever she framed, but the the current thing is just like, okay, let's wait it out, see where everyone else's missions are at, and start making up the short list of like who in town would it be either advantageous or at the very least not disadvantageous to have go away in a mirror? <laughs> All right. So, so your last act for the night is to plan to frame someone for something that they want to happen anyway. Yes. And and, and when when Roland comes back and relays this information to us, my, my, my short list very quickly gets much, much shorter. It's like, okay... How do I tell Roland <laughs> that I stole from Penny and that I now kind of somewhat intend to get Alice to to admit to a crime she did not do and get shut into a mirror for my crimes? So final scene. Uh, Zoe, after you get back from the funeral, I imagine you go up to your room. Uh, the sword just keeps appearing at random times and you, you don't really have control mm. over when it appears or when it goes away. It's like almost like it has a mind of its own at this point. And so right now it's out. And I think maybe you're looking at it like sitting on the edge of your bed when a stone hits your window. Uh, Zoe will get up and go over and look at the uh, where the stone came from. Uh, it's Claire. She's standing in your backyard by Reginald's tank. She has a, a picnic basket. She says, come down here, goofus. Sure. Yeah, I'll be down in just a moment. 
Uh, she'll try to like send away the sword. It does not go. Then what she's going to try to do is, I guess, like um, I don't know if she has a scabbard for it, but try to like at least like put it around the back so it's not like physically in her hand. Yeah, there's there's scabbards in the headquarters because Roland has a lot of various martial equipment, so you can get one. So you carry it out there into the backyard where Claire has made like a little picnic. She brought like two pieces of bread and like two liquor bottles because she just came from the bar. So it's not like they had a lot of stuff ready. Um, <laughs> but she's sitting on the, the right, right by the edge of Reginald's tank, basically. And it's like sitting there waiting for you. And I assume you, you go and sit down and she says, uh, so I heard you had a rough day. A lot to think about. Thought I'd come by. See how you're doing. I appreciate that. Uh, I think I might have an idea on what I need to do. Ears open, heart full. I'm here for you. I think maybe I've been kind of going about things the wrong way. I'm mean, sort of self-obsessed with fixing the barrier and, and making that my claim to fame. And I don't know. I guess I've kind of just seen what Ilium actually is on the inside, and it's sort of a different scenario than what I came into this thinking. There's a lot of people here that need help, and I don't know. A lot of people are trying hard, but I don't think I'm actually doing anything that I need to. Yeah, everyone here is kind of messed up, huh? Yeah. I think I maybe need to focus my attention. I was always thinking how I needed to do something to prove I was better than Stellarosa, at least in one small way. But maybe I should do like Stellarosa... And try to make the impossible possible. The barrier isn't the only impossible thing currently in Ilium right now. Well, I mean, we are sitting next to a magically conjured shark. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a good example. Although uh, I found out, I don't, I, I don't know if it's really alive or not. I don't know. I don't want to get into a philosophical debate right now, or the sandwich is going to get cold. <laughs> um, those better be hot sandwiches, by the way. No, it's listen. It's a piece of bread, and I stuck a craft single in it. Like what? <laughs> Why did you bother then? This a uh, this affront to sandwiches that you brought to me. <laughs> it's a gesture, Zoe. It's a bread sandwich, okay? I appreciate that gesture. Um, it was kind of interesting. The first time today, I got some encouragement, which I don't know. It seems weird, and I guess kind of sad when I say this out loud. But it's one of the few times I can remember really ever getting some encouragement. God knows no one in our family was ever particularly forthcoming. You remember that one time that we were in our room sleeping and mom came in and screamed because she forgot she had a second kid? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Uh, I hear it every night. Yeah. I feel like we really grew up with a bad hand. <laughs> oh, Claire, what is it that you really want to do? What's the most important thing in the world to you right now? I mean, I do want to make Stella Rosa look like a big smelly poop <laughs> by being better than her. But like, that's kind of long term. I think in the short term, I just want to have my own friends like you have yours, like you have the avant-garde's. And I kind of had the lilies. We had ups and downs with Nim, but she was kind of going crazy. <laughs> Carrie's nice. Penny's nice. That's kind of my avant-garde's. And I want to be like, I guess I want to be like you to them the way you are to your friends. I hadn't really thought of it like that. 
I I mean, I know I'm a kind of like jealousy construct, but like I'm jealous of you, but not in a competitive way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Secretly, he's always like, no, it doesn't. I'm dumb. Uh, <laughs> she's jealous of your friends Aww. she wants to have her own friends uh, Zoe's gonna say well that's the kind of sentiment that I think will be uh, helpful as the new leader of the lilies and she's gonna put her hand on Claire's shoulder do you, do you mean it? nope I'm taking it screw you Meh. No. <laughs> no of course I'm not dingus it's yours she tackle hugs you and you almost fall into the tank and get eaten. <laughs> That's the dark end of this series on other place. Yeah. There's a quick time event. And if you fail it, you get chomped. It's like heavy rain, only more depressing. Yeah. She, she uh, hugs the ever loving stuffing out of you. And she says, thank you. <laughs> I never really knew what it was like to have a good sister. I guess you didn't either. Yeah, it's nice to have family in a way, you know? <laughs> our family sucked so much, we made our own with ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you know, I try not to dwell on that part of it because it is really sad at times. <laughs> but hey, you, uh, you're you going to do great. I know you will. Now who's a mistake? Stellarosa. She yells at the sky. Zoe's gonna like quietly like her eyes slowly roll over to Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> Reginald shrugs. Can sharks lick their lips? Hold on, let me Google. Uh no. Well, she she takes a couple more bites from her bread and just drinks a lot more alcohol than it is advisable for a physical seven-year-old. And then she goes wandering off back to Tarsus. I guess to set up her office, probably. Probably. Cut to a scene of her. Accepting the role while really, really, really <laughs> drunk. Really drunk. <laughs> this is my place now. Everybody out. <laughs> you should have never believed me the second I showed up. And now look who's in charge, huh? <laughs> I see that look in your face. Wipe it off. There's one last thing uh, Zoe wants to do. Mm -hmm. And she's going to go and find Dora. Hey. Hey, I need. Hi. Hey, I uh, I need a favor from you. And I feel like you may sort of owe me a little bit for things. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I kind of didn't know that was going to happen. It's never happened to me, so... It's fine. It, It's in the past. It, I need to use your book. The one that talks to Ganador. Okay, just like don't read through it, okay? Because it's like kind of my diary, and there's private stuff in there. <laughs> I was spending a lot of time with the rocks. Like. Oh, God. And she's like, oh, man, half of this is just erotic fan fiction. <laughs> now, I don't I'm not interested in looking through any of that stuff. I just need to write something in it. OK, do you want to do it like now? Actually, I want to do this in private, if you don't mind. Just don't just don't read my stuff. OK, how is it not going to read your stuff? It's like real horny. You don't understand. You think you know horny, but like I got some weird kinks. It's look, all right, there's some slime stuff in there, but it's just look, my situation's different, all right? <laughs> I just need to write it in. And also, I want it back within like an hour. You'll get it back. Trust me, okay? Okay. I'm not gonna run away with it. Then I'm gonna run away with it now. Well, I can find you, you know that, right? I have a spell where I can find you, so I promise I won't. Jeez. 
I'm gonna open it to a clean page and be like, here, just write on this one. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna write Zoe's page at the top. <laughs> I love how defensive Lauren is of the privacy of a fictional character. <laughs> Zoe's gonna grab the book and specifically grab it like open. So she's like walking out of the room, showing she's clearly holding it open and everything like that. So she's not going to be changing the pages, and she's gonna take it, uh, take the the book into her room. And I think she right now, just to set the scene, she's like placed the shield rolling gave her like right on the foot of her bed, and she's standing in front of it with the sword in one hand, and she's gonna start writing in the book. What do you want with Ilium? <laughs> Two weeks in a row, Chris throws me a curveball right at the end. See, part, part of me likes to think that she was going to write it there, suck my butt, Ganny. <laughs> no, I thought it was going to be, hey, you up? <laughs> <laughs> New phone, who dis? W-I-D, what are you doing? Just send him an eggplant emoji. So here's what happens. You write, what do you want with Ilium in Dora's Gonador journal? And you sit patiently waiting for a message. And you're sitting on the edge of your bed. You have the shield at the foot. You have the sword in one hand, journal in your lap. And you hear a voice. But it is not Gonador's. And it's coming from directly next to you on the bed. And it says, you lied to me. Oh, shit. Ooh. And you turn and sitting next to you on the bed is Lady Nim. Except... The veins beneath her skin are not blue. They are radioactive green. And all up her arms and on her shoulders and neck and cheeks, there are eyes all across her skin peering out at you. And she turns and looks at you and says, you said you would kill me so that after the barrier was down, I could go back home and regenerate. And you fed me to your sword. Oops. What happened to you? You fed me to Gonador. I'm in your sword, you lying coward. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean that. I didn't know it would do that. You know me. I'm dumb. I don't. I, I needed to borrow your letter opener because I, I'm really bad at a lot of things. It doesn't matter now. Even if I could forgive you, it wouldn't help. And I can't get revenge on you from in here. So. I guess I can haunt you? Yeah, that'll do nicely. Do you know of a way I can get you out of the sword? Come on, Barry, help me out here. I'm one with Gonador now. I was able to retain enough of myself to communicate with you, but we are inseparable. My Malabranch was not so lucky. He has been consumed utterly. Poor thing. He was ugly anyway. <laughs> First of all, rude. <laughs> he was a delight. You guys just didn't get to know him. If you're part of Ganador right now, where is Ganador? Ganador entered the town some time ago. It would be simple enough to say that he's lying in wait and planning, but that isn't accurate. He doesn't plan. He simply puts pieces on the board and hopes they bump into enough things to create suffering. That's what he did with you. He just armed you, wound you up, and let you loose. And, well, look at me. Uh, Zoe's not going to say anything, but uh, 
she's definitely got a, a look of remorse. Essentially, you'd imagine she would be saying she's sorry, but she's done it several times kind of already that mm -hmm. she recognizes the words don't have any meaning to Lady Nim at this point. So you ask Gonador what he wants with Ilium. I assume he could stop me <laughs> if he wanted to. So perhaps he wants you to know this anyway. Then who knows what you'll do with it? Feed some more people to your sword? All I know is that Gonador thinks the gods want this barrier to remain up, and therefore he wants to tear it down. Out of character, but he literally just wants to troll the other gods. <laughs> yeah, basically. He's not a planner. He's not a schemer. He just wants... Listen, Gonador would die a thousand deaths, painful deaths, if it inconvenienced one innocent person. That's the kind of thing he is. Part of it likes to think, like, response is like, well, that's a pretty shitty plan because I was going to do that without him anyway. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's the the thing is, it's not a plan, right? He does he doesn't have a, a detailed agenda. He just sees that f forces in the world are happy with the way things are, so he wants to wreck it. And he sent Dora here to help, and he gave you power because you guys are runaway trains, and you'll mow down everything in your path until eventually something breaks. Yeah, that does describe us pretty well. The, the specter of Lady Nim, who is not really there, but is inside your sword and is projecting a version of her corrupted by Gondor, is sitting on your bed, and you're standing in your room, holding the journal and the sword. Uh, what do you do? What do you say? She says, uh, I'm sorry that this happened to you. I am. But at the same time, thank you for helping, at least. I don't know if that's what you think it is, but... Right now, information's kind of at a, a premium. Is there anything that I can do on your behalf? Now you're asking? I mean, to be fair, you were just going to kill me and my sister. Like, let's be real. Real talk now. Yeah, real talk. What are you talking about? You were going to kill me and Claire. Why do you think that? Because you were coming after us. Okay, so let's be clear. This is like the, this is like the usual suspects where you go back through everything that's happened. Nim told Claire to get your soul, and it was a test. She didn't actually want your soul. She just wanted to see if she was useful and could do it. And then you approached Nim about a deal to kill your sister in exchange for information about the barrier. Once again, just a test to see if you could do it and if you were useful. And then you two decided to team up to take Nim down. After which point, you never went to Nim and said like, hey, actually, I changed my mind. Can we get out of this deal? Uh, you actually never spoke to her at, about the deal at all. And it was... Claire, who every point along the way was like, oh, Nim's going to kill us. Nim's going to kill us. I have one day left. <laughs> Nim says, I wasn't going to kill you. I, didn't, I don't care about you or your sister. If you wanted out of the deal, you could have just asked. Man. Oh, Jesus. Everybody betray me. So, so it is true. Claire is Kevin Spacey the whole time. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Stop throwing me curveballs at the end of episodes if you don't want me to rock your entire premise, Chris. I know, right? <laughs> oh man. Uh so do you do you say enough to Nim to relate to catch her up to where you are? I guess now we share a night together talking about everything that's been going on. An hour later, I just you just hear Dora's hears on the other side of the, <laughs> her doors or book flies into it. <laughs> Don't need this anymore. <laughs> hey, 
careful. So Nim says, after you kind of catch her up, she says, you're dumb as well as cowardly and a liar. She just used you so that now she has something you and your sister don't. And now she's at the head of the lilies. I hope it was worth it. She's not a bad person, though. Whatever you have to tell yourself to sleep at night. Personally, I'll be sleeping inside of an evil god of abominations and eternal torment, so cry me a river. I can put you on a pillow if that helps. I'm gonna put you in the ground. <laughs> yeah, like that sword, I don't think you will. We both know it was a hollow threat, but it feels good to vent. Look, you know what Claire is exactly. It, it She goes kind of beyond me. She's a shard of my jealousy, yeah, but she can have everything else beyond that, right? Like, she's not defined just by that one emotion, right? So you summon the specter of a fallen angel, and you want to talk about nature versus nurture? Is that what's happening right now? Well, I, I just mean, like, she's capable of those other things, right? Like, I haven't been misunderstanding, have I? No, she's a biological creature. She's full of chemicals and electricity. She can make choices and grow. She's a person. Okay, so she could still turn out to be a great re leader of the lilies then. I mean, maybe not like in your footsteps the same way. <laughs> Although I don't really know what you did. You kind of sat in an office a lot. I spent 50 years compiling all the secrets of the barrier to try to figure out how to take it down so I don't have to live here forever. Do you know how long forever is? I'm immortal. I've lived for forever. It's a long fucking time. Oops. Well, would you care to share what you learned about the barrier? <laughs> With me? Here's what Lady Nim says before she no longer has the strength to communicate with you and sinks back into the sword for now. She says, Warden Light may no longer have the relevant memories, but he is the key. He's hiding something. I would bet everything I still am. That if you want to know what the barrier is and how you can take it down, you will find the secret in Light's Tower. As always, I'd like to thank Overclock Remix for our theme music, including Acoustic Jam with the Lucifer Alpha, an arrangement of Biohazard from Snatcher, Mystic Chemicals, an arrangement of Mystic Cave Zone and Chemical Plant Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog, and Simply Be Grooved, an arrangement of Simple and Clean from Kingdom Hearts. If you want to help support the show, you can contribute at patreon.com slash you can find Chris at patreon.com slash weekly manga recap, and you can find Laura at patreon.com slash Laura K Buzz. Executive producers for the month of August 2017 are Kerstine Haslinger, Jade, Extellaris, Joseph Tombrello, The Cult of Gorfinax, Irving Royale, Ken Fursell, Andrew Grothen, Paul Mullen, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Brent, Anthony Savier, Aki Savalainen, 
Iso, the Paladin's wife, Florian, Charm Wilkie, Komano, the future Mrs. and Mr. Hadsell, Dominic Bowden, Melissa Nielsen, Don, Eugene T, Connor Reynolds, Sarah Likens, Pruitt Holcomb, Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol, Francois V, Tarka, Shyness, Dennis Pancake Detlefsen, Ripter Stormwolf, Miko from Finland, Dennis Bengston, Josh Mosier, Indigo Van Dane, Sydney Marzing, Just a Jester, John Potts, Kevin Dobbins, Savard and Akrasimova, Brady Warner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Marissa Donaldson, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Sarah Hanley, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Dylan, Gary Sayon, Anna Stulfar, Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Kevin Sidlow, Christopher Charlo, Jorit, Viger Arnston, Cody Jackson, August Rue, Athos, and Ingmar Gremmen. Even if you can't contribute directly, you can always help support the show by finding us on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else podcasts are uploaded, and like, subscribe, or just tell your friends. You'd think I'd be better at advertising by now, but even after seven years, I have no idea how to get people to listen to my stuff. Maybe I'll figure it out after another seven years. By which time, this show will be about laser sword fighting goblins on the surface of the sun.